Welcome to the New Author Podcast, a weekly podcast diary starring Jerry Evanoff. That's true. I guess if we just sit here in silence, nobody's going to listen. And Rich Casey. I don't think there's ever been a Grateful Dead album I haven't liked. Join them weekly as they talk about writing, publishing, and marketing their books. They'll talk about their successes, their failures, and everything in between. And there will be tangents. Many, many tangents. Sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Sunday, February 5th, 2023. This is episode number 203, and I am one of the hosts of this podcast with me, uh, as he always is, is Rich Casey. And Rich, just I, w- I wanted to tell a little story. Um, right before the podcast, about a half an hour ago, I thought to myself, I need something to eat. I haven't eaten since lunch. I went to Hothead and had a burrito. And so I went into my freezer and I pulled a, one of those little tiny pot pies out. And I'm like, I'll just heat this up and I'll eat that. So I heated it up, got it out of the, the uh, microwave and it did not look good. So I uh-huh. checked the box. It actually expired November of 2021. So oh. <laughs> pretty disappointed about that. Yeah, yeah, but did, here's here's the uh, the real uh, test. Did you eat it anyways? No, I didn't. I think in my <laughs> earlier days I would have done that, but no, the, I didn't. I'm going to Myrtle Beach in a week and a half, and the last thing I want to do is make myself sick. So, and I'm already oh, I have a head yeah. cold right now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to take a chance. If, I usually do the smell test, then the taste test. I usually don't do the the look test too much, but sometimes, like if there's furry things growing on it. Yeah, or like yeah. like in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, if you sit and you stare at it intently for five minutes and it doesn't move, then you can eat it. But <laughs> oh, that's good to know. That's a good test. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, it was beautiful today. We've had a lot of rainy, cold weather during the week, but it was beautiful, sunny, probably about sixty or so. And I had a huge barbecue lunch at the uh, church today. Oh, so, yeah, nice. I'm stuffed right now. Good. We got all the way up to forty eight today, which is warmer than oh, normal. I'm actually wearing I'm actually wearing shorts. It's great. I mean, I didn't wear them. Yeah. I, I wore them when I get, went to get my dog, but I was because I was going to be in my car and then my parents' house. I wasn't going to be outside. But earlier today, I was wearing jeans. So, but yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it's going to be nice. I like that. So won't be won't be all too right, much longer. In the, won't be too much longer, and the golf courses will be open up there. Oh, usually we are sometimes able. To, we couldn't last year, but the the years before that, we were always able to start golfing like right at the end of March. So we're getting mm-hmm. close. Yeah, um, looking forward to it. So, all right, let me dive into my stats here. It's an interesting week for me. Uh, my current word count: I'm up four thousand two hundred thirty-eight words to fifty-nine thousand two fifty-five. Almost ready to break that sixty thousand word mark, which I will break this week. Uh, my mailer light is sitting uh, nice at eight hundred and sixty-one. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with mailer light once I'm ready to send emails out. And then uh, last week's goal was to get through chapter twenty-three, which I blew by and got all the way through chapter twenty-seven. And then did oh, some wow. extra stuff before I jumped into 28. So, yeah, it was a good week. It was an odd yeah. week, but it was a good week. So Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, I got a lot of writing during, done during the week, too, and a couple of really episodic – or not episodic – yeah, episodic sessions, I guess, although that's kind of redundant. Uh, I wrote 4,133 words across two projects, which I'll talk about later in my week recap. Uh, in terms of the habit formation, uh, siloing the writing time to the mornings, I got a C for that. I, I did it, but there was a, a number of mornings where other things distracted me. I, di- I didn't actually write. Uh, post to social media every day. I've decided I'm going to drop that. And and the reason is not so much that I don't like doing it, because I do. I think it's kind of fun to put together the, the graphics and the videos to do it. But because at the moment, I think it's a waste of time. That's why I've kind of decided. I don't really have anything I'm... I'm pushing right now. 
I'm not particularly interested in generating a social media audience per se, uh, like some people are. So I'm going to drop that for now. I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll be posting in social media, like t- TikTok and Twitter and, and things like that, just every so often when I feel like it, when I got something I want. And especially if I, once I start a new book, every time I start a new book, I post that as, as to my reading list for the month. So I'll, I'll keep up with it that way. But other than that, I'm going to drop it. Writing every day, I get a C for that, and you'll see why in a little bit, even though I wrote over 4,000 words. Eat better? Well, that wasn't <laughs> so much. I've had like, I think three pizzas this week. So that kind of Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exercise, though, I did really well um, for for what's been happening recently. I give myself a B on it. I actually uh, had three solid days of exercise. Uh, overall for the week, a solid C. Uh, hope to do better next week, but it's certainly better than last week, which was an F, I believe. And then, yeah, I think uh, every, one of, every one of your grades this week are better than they were last week. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I've decided I'm going to start reporting a little bit on this Vela story that I'm doing. Uh, it's kind of hard to decide what to report on. So it, this may change a little bit as we go week to week. But uh, right now, uh, I have uh, 223 episode reads. So remember, Vela, we're, we're posting a story but it's episodic. So you're essentially posting chapters or in my case, it's actually less than chapters, like a half a chapter for each episode. But I've got had 223 reads, 64 of them, which were paid. The way the way Vela works is the first three episodes are free as a teaser for people. And then the ones after that, uh, they have to pay for. Those 64 unlocked uh, episodes generated $3.28 in royalties, which is not much. But it was only for a week, and as I'll talk about a little bit later, it's only for roughly half the words that are up there. Uh, so, it, you know, it plays; it still plays out, as I mentioned before, to being roughly two fifty if you're talking about selling a full size novel. So, yeah, I'm just. But what was interesting, I thought, and this may say more about me than anything else, is that just seeing those those five and ten cent. Uh, payments come trickle in over time actually provided, I think a lot of motivation for me during the week. Oh, nice. And that, that's why I ended up, you know, writing over 4,000 words. It's just like, Hey, you know, somebody is reading this stuff. Somebody is paying for it. And it's, it's to me, I guess it works better than having to wait to the very end then throw the novel out there and then see if you can slog it. So, yeah, that's great. It's nice to have, to have money coming in, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, even if it's a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a nice start. So, all right. In terms of my uh, my recap for last week, um, on Sunday, so we're recording this week on Sunday. So I'm going to go all the way back to Sunday morning of last week. I started working on getting uh, chapter 19 finished. Uh, I at the time I did finish it, but I, I knew it needed a little bit better. And again, took it from. 1600 words to 2500 words and i wrote in the outline gotta love the loud mouth thing and i had forgotten about this when i was uh i was at panera this past sunday and there's a guy there who's one table over from me and you know he's a local i think he's a local ex-politician so he was given the other two guys at his table just the the just basically schooling them on everything political in the area that i live in and i could care less I couldn't care less. I could care less. However, you're supposed to say that about what he was talking about. He was so loud and the other ones couldn't really talk. And I just want to be like, why do you have to be so loud? They're sitting right across from you. So after a while, they all left, except for that one guy. He went to the, the next table that was that's a little bit behind me and did the same exact thing. And I'm just thinking, God, I hope they know him. He just doesn't go from table to table doing this. It was, <laughs> 
At one point, they had mentioned my little town, and they laughed about it because our our gov- our political area. How do I say that? Our government, our little town's government, is just horrible and it's corrupt and it's every day there's a scandal it's hilarious it makes me laugh but um but i stuck through it i didn't leave like i did barnes noble a few weeks back actually stuck through it took that chapter like i said from 1600 2500 words and uh and 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 was pretty happy with it uh monday i did nothing writing related i actually wrote in the outline absolutely and then spell check (laughs) didn't actually correct it so it, it apparently absolutely is either a word I've told spell check in the past. This is no, this is a word or somebody else did. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Tuesday, I got up early, woke up around five o'clock in the morning. I didn't get up. I just kind of laid there. And the first chapter of book two kind of popped into my head. And instead of trying to fall back asleep, I just laid there with my eyes closed, basically working out a lot of what was going to happen in chapter one of book two. Um, I kind of came up with who the characters would be. Um, uh, who the murder would be, why the characters were where they were. Um, it's just a lot of stuff about it. Um, really happy with that. Came downstairs about six twenty, opened up Plotter, and and went into the chapter one section of of the of the template that I created, and and put everything in there that I could remember, so that when it was ready to actually start plotting, I'd have all that stuff in there. I desperately want to be a plotter person. I love the idea of the app. I don't want to be a plotter pro person because it's a bit expensive and I don't really need it for the the pro stuff, but just to be able to use it. It's only 25 bucks a year. It, re- it renews automatically in June for me. Um, so I'm going to attempt to – I mean I could do all that same stuff in Scrivener. I know I could, but I love the idea of this guy. Uh, I forget which one it is, either Ryan or Cameron. I think those are the two guys. Um, right. One of them was just like I'm a writer and I need this thing, and he just wrote it. And, and you know, I wish I had that kind of um, – you know, I was sitting here one day writing and I'm like, oh, I need this thing. And then I write it and sell it. I think it's really smart. It's really entrepreneurial, which I like. And so I really want to support these guys and be a plotter person. Again, I just don't know if I need it. So I'm going to attempt to use it for book two and, and take it from there. Well, th- what's interesting, uh, well, two things are, are interesting. I really like plotter. I like the way it looked. I like the way it works. But it needs, I need a wall size screen for it because I, I don't like the fact that I can't see the whole story at one time. Now, I don't do anything else where I can see the whole story except maybe in my head, but that would be having to scroll back and forth through through the cards, you know, kind of annoys me a little bit. But the other thing I didn't realize that it was a subscription. I thought I had just bought that program. So I'm going to have to go back and check on that for, for me to see what I had signed up for when I did it. Yeah, when mine renewed last year in June, it took me by surprise. Like I had forgotten also. But again, it was only 25 bucks and I'm okay with that. And again, I want to be that person. And what you said is 100% what I think too. I hate the idea of having to scroll left and right, up and down to see my plot. I have that big bulletin board. I I built a three foot by five foot bulletin board in my back room. And I used that for my first couple of science fiction books. I think I had said to you in November when I was recapping – when I was recapping 20 books to 50K that I saw them and I asked them for print capabilities. And then you said to me something like, I think it already has print capabilities. I realized when I was doing this last week, what I actually asked them for. I asked them for the ability to print these on note cards so that I can then put those note cards up on my wall. Right. Um, I don't think that exists. I may be the only person that ever asked for it because it seems kind of defeating the purpose of taking the the note cards they give you the e-note cards they give you and then printing them putting up them on the wall i that would make it perfect for me because i my handwriting is god awful so i would type them into there and then print them and then put them on my wall so i could stare at them exactly the way that you're saying right right yeah i don't know if you can do that or not i'll have to check into that yeah uh wednesday again not much of a 
writing day. Um, I was really, really annoyed with gambling, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go shut my dryer off. Hang on, because it's dinging. Wait, it only dung. Okay. It only dings. Oh yeah, it's dinging. Hang on one second. You can talk if you want. Okay. Well, I guess I'll fill up the airspace by saying that I think you know you could probably get around that problem with Plotter in terms of printing out the cards by actually going into the scenes and printing out the page for the scene. Now it would be big. It would be much bigger than a card, but at least you would have, and it would be a full page. But at least you'd have something that you could, if you wanted to, cut out and move around on a wall. I mean, it's, it, it would be kind of jakey in a way, but uh, that is a workaround. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I may have to fool with that at some point in the next couple of weeks, especially since I got a new printer for Christmas and it's a network one and it's hooked up and it works really well because printers are like the worst pieces of machinery out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this one seems to be working pretty well. Maybe I'll, I'll have to look into that as I'm, I'm getting through this, uh, plotting this book too. I've got a, uh, I, I bought recently, well, recently, maybe a year ago, an HP Tango printer, very small footprint and it works really, really well. And it, I, it, <clears throat> excuse me, HP has a subscription ink service it's basically a subscription print service uh, where they send you the inks when the, the printer tells them that you're running low and you know you, you buy a certain number of pages a month and then you can pay for extra pages if you need them and you can bank the pages if you don't use them. So that's, that's yeah, I have, I saw the ink service when I, when I got mine, I opened the box. I didn't get into it, but I know that when I'm out of ink, I'm going to be annoyed that I don't have ink. Cause again, that's, it's like razors, um, di- uh, laundry soap, Printer ink. These are things I just would, would be delivered to me. That's why I have that razor subscription because it's so much easier than buying them in the store. Right, um, right. I have, to, I have to look into this ink thing too. Um, again, I, like I said, I was annoyed with sports betting. This is what happens to me with sports betting now that I have it in Ohio. I do it for like a week and a half. I lose and I get annoyed and I pull all my money off. And I've done that twice now. And in both cases, I was ahead, which was good. But in both cases, I pulled. And then a couple days later, I put a little bit back on and then they, they'll match what you put on there. And then I'll play a little bit. So on, on uh, Wednesday night, I had lost like three or four days in a row. I had $58.96 in my, in my account, and I started with $50. So I was up $8.96. And I just said, uh, I got to get rid of this money. I either got to get rid of it or win a whole lot because I'm tired of just playing five bucks here and five bucks there and mm-hmm. losing. It's depressing. My buddies in a text group that we're in had both said, hey, Pitt plays North Carolina tonight. Pitt looks like a good bet. Pitt, Pitt plus eight, you know, plus eight and a half. And I went, okay, I bet $58.96 on Pitt plus eight and a half. And I didn't tell him because I don't, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know, superstitious guy. And I thought, well, if I tell him it gets out there in the world, the world's going to then know and make me lose. And uh, we end up winning. I ended up winning, which is good. So I doubled my money almost. I was like at $113, um, which was cool. I, you know, it's yeah. probably one of the biggest bets I've ever won. It was pretty cool. So, yeah. uh, but keep, keep that in mind. Cause there's a, it, it goes downhill after that. Um, okay. <laughs> Thursday, I wrote at lunch, working on chapter 21, got about halfway done. Um, I've got this scene where, why did I do all this? Um, oh, okay. So I've got this scene where my character is in his hotel room and he's like, he's kind of depressed because it's really pointing at the love interest. So he's now doing what, what we just talked about. He's basically taking post-it notes, writing on them what he knows about each person and putting them on the wall. He's basically creating a yarn wall, which I love the idea of. Uh, somebody like doing that because it's such a, a goofy cliche, but it sounds like so much fun. Um, and along the way, as I was doing that, I realized that there were a lot of things that I needed to know about these suspects that I hadn't put earlier in the book. So I started making notes in other chapters, make sure this happens here. And it could be just one sentence. It could be a paragraph, but it was all the stuff that needed to match up with what he was doing in chapter 21. Um, so I, I made a whole bunch of notes. 
Uh, that was at lunch. And then let's see, after work, I went up to uh, Cleveland to meet some friends from my old job who I hadn't seen in about six to eight weeks, which was fun. We meet at this Mexican restaurant every six to eight weeks or so. It's, it's a good time. And then I came home and I got home around 8.15. It was like 9, 9.15. And I was like, I think I'm going to try to get up at 5 a.m. tomorrow. I'm just going to go to bed now and get up at 5 a.m. and write. So I woke up at like 2 a.m. I was all stuffed up. I think I have a head cold. And I set my alarm for, like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. Set my alarm for 6.30 and fell back asleep. I woke up at 4.55 and went, yeah, I'm doing this. And I got up. <laughs> All and right. I showered and started writing around 5.45. Um, at one point, my neighbor came out next door, and I'm sitting in the back room, which has no curtains. no My, my blinds are down for my door, but still there's a big window right there, right beside it, and then I have a, a window behind me. And, and it's all lit up, and then it's all dark around me. So anybody that's you know miles away can see in, and I, I didn't like that. Um, so uh, I ended up, let's see, getting chapters 23 and chapter 24 written. 23 is only like 200 words. It's very short for now. It may get uh, merged into chapter 24 when I'm putting this thing together later. Um, and, I, you know, I felt good about it. I was very happy. Um, let's see. I, like I said, I woke up with a bit of a head cold. And then the plan, like, you you know, you, you should have seen me. I was like, okay, I'm going to write at five. I'm going to write at lunch. I'm going to write after work. And then I didn't write any time after, except for 5 a.m. That was the only time I wrote. I just was all yeah. stuffy and not feeling great. I was really, really tired. Um, I had remembered last time that I had a cold back in November. A friend of mine, she told me, hey, you should get some of this anaphrin, I think it's called, or anaphrin, something like that. It's a, a nasal spray. And I used it. And like within three minutes, my nose was clear. Um, I don't want to get too graphic, but let's just say, where did the stuff yeah. go that was in my nose? Like, it was amazing. Um, very happy. So Saturday... Woke up stuffed up again. I went to Chick-fil-A and I did chapters 25 through 27. I deleted chapter 28. It was very short. Didn't really need to be needed and uh, didn't need to be there. It was about 200 words. And this left me with uh, just 28 total chapters. And chapter 28 is the climax. It's like 3,300 words right now with a lot of notes written in it of things to add. So it's nowhere near uh, ready to go. And I thought to myself, do I really want to start 28 right now? It was probably like 11.15. I'd been there for an hour and a half or so. And I, didn't, I wasn't ready to leave. Uh, but I also did not want to dive into chapter 28, which was all those words. I knew I wouldn't finish it, so I just I didn't want to dive in. So what I did was I organized all those notes I had set up for myself throughout the previous chapters, moving them like like in chapter 21. I'm like, hey, make sure in chapter make sure earlier this happens. So then I took that note and I moved it to the chapter where I wanted it to happen, and then expanded on it in the notes section of Scrivener to make sure that I knew what I was doing. So I did a ton of these, got it all set up. Worked out really well so that when I left Chick-fil-A, I was ready to start either editing chapter uh, 28, the final chapter, or going through all these notes and getting all these chapters correct. Uh, on the, I did stop at Target and bought uh, one set of curtains because, I, again, I want to try this out and see if this works. My windows in the back room are very strange shaped. One of them is four by four, four foot by four foot. The other one is five feet wide by three feet tall. Yeah. It's an odd window. So I bought one curtain, set of curtains, came home put them up. They work beautifully. And uh, I was very happy. So now only the one behind me, I was joking with some people that, you know, if there was a sniper, you know, a good hundred yards away, they could easily see into the back room uh, from the back now and get me, but they can't get me from the side anymore. Um, well, from what you said, I think you had to worry about your neighbor more than anything else. Yeah. And that was yeah. now blocked off, which is good. Yeah. I was going to ask you when he came out in the dark, uh, the other morning, did you go out there and bury a body in the backyard? Or what did no, you it was he was starting his car to oh. uh, probably get ready for work. Yeah. Um, then you sent me that note about podcasting today instead of yesterday, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, no problem. And then it's like you know one one thirty, and I'm sitting here at home going, 
what do I do the rest of the day? Like, I don't know what to do with myself. There's no football. Uh, I'm not golfing. Like, wh- what am I going to do here? So it was about eight o'clock in the evening. I grabbed my laptop and started working through those chapters where I needed to add notes. So like, you know, add a sentence in this chapter, maybe add a paragraph in this chapter. I have a couple of chapters where I have to add full scenes that um, I started working on. I've got a bunch. Of, I've probably got like 15 to 20 of these different things that needed to be added. Started working through those. I was running some of those chapters through Grammarly, just making little progress like little by little, uh, basically on the third revision, even though I haven't done chapter 28 yet for the second revision. I really want to make sure that everything else is done before I go into 28 because 28 is where the whole mystery is is shown how it was done and who did it. So I want to have everything in place in the first 27 so that I don't have to go back and add stuff once I do 28, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then today uh, there was no football. So instead of going to Panera in the morning, I went out in the afternoon. I went to Target, bought a second set of those curtains because they worked really well for the first window. And then I went to Hothead and had a burrito. Started And I kept, continued working through the notes for these chapters, just adding smaller scenes or references or whatever needed to be there. Um, after I got home, I cleaned up my house a little bit and I put the second set of curtains up. And now my back room is all curtained up. Um, I look back there right now and it's dark. Usually, well, even well, I guess it's dark outside. But in the daylight, you know, that room, I haven't changed that light bulb in 21 years that I've been living in this house because there's natural light all the time and I'm never back there in the evening. So right. and now with these curtains, I'm going to have to turn the light on every now and then, even in the daylight, which is kind of strange. Yeah, you get some 100 uh, watt bulbs or something. Oh, yeah. Something. Yeah. Something really. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. I've, anyway, I've that always- was. I've really noticed how, how changing out uh, – well, we had gone to compact fluorescence, but then just changing those out for the LED bulbs really increases the brightness. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was in college for my master's in like 2016, I took a class, and for whatever reason, the professor just went on and on about LED lights, and I knew nothing about them. And I went home, and like that weekend, I bought all LED lights for my house and got rid of oh. all the other ones. I don't think I've changed them since then, um, They're they're and they're really bright, so yeah. Yeah, well, it's good. Good. My week is actually kind of like yours. You know, some days I did a lot of writing. Some days I did absolutely nothing. Uh, last Sunday, uh, other than church and really disappointing football, I mean, I really hated those games. Uh, all I did was I started reading uh, a book called Last Light, How Six Great Artists Made Old Age a Time of Triumph by a guy named Richard Lakeo. Interesting book. I haven't gotten too far into it. Uh, he, essentially, the, the thesis of the book is, if you look back over the history of art, and he, here he's talking about the, the primarily painters and sculptures, um, what you see is you you have people who just hit on a winning formula and then just continue to do that winning formula until they either stop doing art or they die. And more often than not, they just die. Okay, But then you've got other people, and the people that we now come to know as the great artists of history – who in their old age made a complete left turn and started doing something completely different with their art, which really defines them to history. About So they took all, all the skills and things that they learned through their working life. And then in the last few years of their life, even in the face of chronic disabilities for some of them, for one or two of them, uh, chronic poverty, they just made a complete left turn and started creating new things that people just thought were spectacular. And I started to think about how this might apply to writers, because we have the same sort of dynamic going on, I think, although I have yet to think of somebody who's made a left turn. But we do have writers, you know, famous, and I'm talking about famous writers, not indie writers, but famous writers who obviously are just doing it for the money. And the one that you 
think of right offhand, or I think of right offhand, is Lee Child. And the reason you know he was just doing it for the money is because as soon as he hit retirement age, he retired. And he passed it off and he said, I'm not doing this anymore. And then you got guys like Stephen King, who, although he hasn't really made a left-hand turn in his writing because he's kind of written all kinds of different genres in his life, but he keeps on doing it, you know, well, well past retirement age. So it's kind of interesting. I'm going to start trying to think and trying to research to see, is there anybody that's really made a left turn in the, in the written arts uh, to do something completely different that they then became known, known by to history? But it was, it's an interesting thesis. Why do people do this and, and what prompts them to do it? So that's why I'm wondering I spent if, some time if we could take it. like, what if we could take like, um, like Michael Jordan, you know, played basketball those years and just retired a little bit early and went and played baseball and failed miserably. But right. I wonder if, is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Yeah, except, uh, well, obviously these people he's talking about didn't fail miserably. Right. Like, you know, the first one, the first, uh, there's, he goes through the six artists. The first one is Titian. And, you know, all the work that main work that Titian is known for is his later stuff. I mean, he did fantastic. He was fantastically prosperous during his lifetime. Uh, he was a highly sought after portraiture artist. But then he made a left hand turn and, you know, the, his portraitures are, are well regarded and stuff, but it's just more of the same of what everybody else was doing. But then he did something different and it kind of changed the vocabulary. Uh, Mo, you know, Monet was the same way. So, yeah, I, <laughs> for you, you mentioned Jordan. The first thing that thought popped in my mind was not the fact that he went from basketball to baseball, but the fact that he went from sport from uh, basketball to being a a uh, golf hustler, <laughs> and that's what I yeah right. I thought of I think he did better at that than he did baseball. Right, right. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, Monday, I slept poorly uh, Sunday night, so I got a late start. Uh, the main thing I accomplished in the morning was just to go grocery shopping, which you know, is a good thing to accomplish. Had Chick Fil A for lunch, and then in the afternoon, spent the afternoon doing bills and chores around the house. I then I also signed up for a month of Netflix because I decided I was going to start I was going to watch that Wednesday show the remake of the Adams Family from start to back because what I've been doing is I've been kind of uh, scooping episodes and stuff off of YouTube here and there where I could find them but I, I wanted to start front to back to see how the whole series progressed since it was so well thought of uh, after dinner so I watched one episode we watched the beginning of the of the show that day uh, after dinner. I sat down with my laptop and started writing a, a new mystery story, actually, uh, that I think is going to take a UF turn, uh, an urban fantasy turn, much in the, along the lines of the Dresden Files uh, by Jim Butcher. I don't know if you've ever read any of those or not, um, but Harry Dresden, have you read him? Uh, Harry Dresden, no, which I is the main character, Harry Dresden, which is main character, is, is a modern day sorcerer. Uh, in a guild of sorcerers that kind of exists in the background of human society that people don't really know about. But I, I cranked out 224 words in, in an hour, or maybe less than an hour. So it was just wait, wait, how many? How many words? Say again. How sorry, many words? 2,224 words. Okay. What did difference. I say? What did you I say? 224. Oh yeah, 2,224, which is just flying out of my from my brain to, through my fingers. And the, the other thing that was surprising is it came out just from word from the first word in first person, which I just do not do. I do not enjoy reading, but for some reason it seems perfect for this story. Uh, and thinking is it, back, is it, is it a bit noirish? Yes, I think, yes, you could say it's a bit noirish and it will be, 
uh, when, when it takes the ur- it takes the urban fantasy turn, it will be even more so probably. So because, when I think noir, I think first person. Yeah, and that, that may be part of it. And maybe the thing that pushed me towards that, and I didn't think about it until afterwards, is the fact that uh, Jim Butcher wrote those novels in first person as well. You're seeing everything from Harry's point of view. So, But yeah, it was, I, mean, I felt really good when I went to bed that night. But I did have another poor night's sleep. So, okay, now we're two in a row of poor nights sleeping, which uh, doesn't do well when you're 64. So I spent the morning catching up by napping all, the, all morning. But I did nice. manage to, to regain my respectability, or at least uh, to myself, by getting up and hitting the gym around noon for an hour. After the gym, I went over to the Lighthouse Coffee and plotted out the next few chapters of this new story that I'm working on. Uh, Basically got a good chunk of one of the chapters done, 430 words. Uh, I got to come up with a tentative title, though, because I like working to a title. I just have no idea right now because I really don't know. In some ways, this is being, this is a pants. Uh, I, I kind of think I know where it's going to go, but I really haven't plotted it out. So at some point, it'll, uh, I think the whole story will, will reveal itself and I'll be able to slap a title on there to go by. Um, but a lot of time uh, at that coffee shop, I went through, I think, two chai lattes. And a lot of time was just spent staring off into space, kind of wandering around this new world and living in it to see what it was going to be like and, and, and kind of trying to drag into back into my memory uh, bits and pieces from all the noir detective stories that I've ever read. Uh, it, sounds like you're, it sounds like you're writing like, it, you know, there's open world video games like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. It sounds like that's kind of where you are right now. You have this character and you have this world and you're just trying to find a mystery. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, I think of the, I thought of the, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with genre, but I kind of thought of the movie Free Guy. I don't know if you've seen that one with uh, Ryan Reynolds. And that's uh, one that you told me to watch last year. And I think yeah, I watched probably. the first hour and yeah. I just haven't gone back yet. <laughs> it's yeah, one of probably. those. So I often, when I'm writing, I often think of myself in that kind of mode where I'm not, I'm not Ryan Reynolds because I'm not a uh, what do they call it a uh, NPC in in this right. in the world. Right. I, I'm more like the woman who I can't remember who played the woman in or played the the made the lead uh, female role in that movie. But she was actually knew what was going on. But in and the opening scenes of her just walking through this thing, kind of pointing out everything that's that's happening. Uh, I kind of think of myself that way. It's, it's an interesting way to think of it in terms of a story. I got home for dinner, probably around five, and then kind of goofed off for the rest of the evening. Wednesday, I actually had a decent night's sleep Tuesday night. So I, I got at my desk at 8 a.m. and I put together a social media video and posted it to all the usual suspects. And then that's when I started wondering, is this really a good use of my time? Here I've spent an hour or whatever it was doing this where I could have been writing for an hour. And I think that's probably when I decided I'm going to kind of step back from having to post every day. Uh, then, I, but I didn't go to writing. Instead, I got stuck down the rabbit hole of how to market to episodic readers without really gaining much information by getting sucked down that rabbit hole. I think people are just flailing around; they don't really know what to do since Amazon's not giving any giving the tools to do it. So, after lunch, I spent a couple of hours uh, at the hospital getting scanned and tattooed for my upcoming radiation treatments. But then after that, I went back to the lighthouse again and sketched out a new episode for the Vela story that I'm working wow. on and uh, ended up writing 1,099 words, uh, nice. a whole nother, whole nother episode, at least in first draft. Then I was home for dinner, and then we had some family time and reading in the evening. I think we may have watched another episode of Wednesday on, on that Wednesday night, which would have been appropriate. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Thursday morning, uh, I, I again slept well, but we got up early. My wife didn't sleep well, so she was up at five, which means I was up at five thirty. Uh, after breakfast, I sat down at my computer, and I, uh, you know, I had to reconcile the accounts for the month since I t- said I was going to start doing that, tracking that this this year in GNU Cash. Um, I spent an inordinate amount of time trying to do that to make it all work out, and it probably wasn't on the business side because the business side is simple. The problem was on the household side where I've got money coming and going out of like eight different accounts. And some of this money crosses through other accounts before it goes out or before it comes into its final account. Uh, but I finally managed to wrestle it to completion by mid-morning. So my accounts are actually balanced and accurate for the first time in at least a decade. And I know if Lindsay is listening nice. to this, she will just have a heart attack probably to hear that. <laughs> uh I revised the Vela scene that I wrote the previous day, proofed it and posted it. Uh, so at the moment on Vela, I have 9,000 words of the story that which are live, of which 4,000 are free. So there's about 5,000, about half of it is actually pay to play. And that's what I earned out that 328 for on the week. Um, and I don't really know if that's good, bad or indifferent. I do know that the game people are playing on Vela is not at the moment royalties they're playing a bonus game because there's a million dollar bonus pot every month on in vela and the way at least at least the way it seems for me um kind of perusing through it perusing back through the forums is that amazon is trying to keep writers there writing until they until they can uh attract a critical mass of readers where it can be supported by the by the um the paid episodes that the readers are reading. They're not there yet. They're not even close to it. So the real question in my mind, okay, is Amazon, Amazon going to stick with this or not? Now, and they, they try to spread this money around. Uh, most of the money goes to romance writers, partly because most of the stories on Vela are romance stories. And also partly because most episodic readers are romance readers. That's the same thing was true on Radish. The same thing is true on Wattpad. So that kind of it kind of makes sense. But they do throw a bone to the writers in the other genres to keep them writing and to keep those genres alive on Bella. So I'm going to stick with this, uh, and I think I mentioned this someplace. Oh yeah, here I'm going to stick with this uh, till the end of March because at the end of March I'll then find out what the bonus, if any, that I get for February. So I'm going to keep on dripping out episodes, keep on trying to push people to keep on trying to see how much I can potentially, you know, earn in terms of the royalties. And then we'll see at the end of March, if, if I get a bonus, if, if I do how big it is, and then kind of take stock at that point, whether or not I want to continue with Vela. If I decide I'm not going to, if I haven't dripped out all the episodes by then, I'll just drop them all at one time, then tell Vela I want to pull it. Then you've got I, there's so many days thirty or sixty I can't remember which uh, that they'll they'll keep it until and then they'll release it to you and then you can do whatever you want with it. So that's kind of where I am with Villa at the moment. Uh, after lunch at New York Bagel, I pulled down the t- one of the TikToks I had done previous in one of the previous weeks because it didn't get many views and I read some place as I was scrolling through forums that TikTok is kind of weird. The algorithms are weird on TikTok. For whatever reason, you can post a video and they will not show it to hardly anybody. But if you pulled off and they're uh, 
at the same time or not right afterwards repost it, it'll suddenly start getting all kinds of views. So I decided, well, I'm going to try that because I got a video here that I thought should have done at least as well as the other ones, but didn't. Pulled it off, put it on. Yeah, it worked. So I don't know what jogs jogs the algorithm to do that because I didn't change any of the keywords. I didn't do anything, but it, it worked. So That's strange. Yeah, it's yeah. very strange. And in the future, I may do it again with some of the other ones. I may just recycle some of the uh, old videos that I have and just keep reposting them. If, if the algorithm is going to take them, then show it to a whole bunch of new people. Uh, I was to the gym at three for an hour and a half session and then back for dinner. And then in the evening, we watched uh, two additional episodes of Wednesday. I, I, you know, I really like this show. It's snarky and it's comedic, but it's really dark underneath. So it's, you know, Adam's family. I, I didn't see the Adam's family movies that they made with Christina Ricci in or Ricci, however you spell her or pronounce her name in the early 90s. But I remember the old Adams Family black and white television show, and it was it was kind of comedy more than anything else. This show's got that veneer of comedy, but a really dark urban fantasy underneath. And I was kind of worried because my wife is is strictly a G-rated kind of watcher. You know, she doesn't like any kind of violence or tension or anything in her shows, uh, which is kind of hard to watch shows because all stories are built on tension. But um she she likes this one for some reason. I think it's because the the dark parts are so unreal. It's 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 true urban fantasy. So it's my perfect kind of show. And I just love Jenna Ortega's deadpan delivery of the title character. So then I did some reading, got to bed early. Uh, Friday, I spent the entire day ripping out a section of wood flooring in my wife's sewing room and relaying it with tile. Something happened, and I'm not sure what it is. I think I caused this problem myself. Uh, because a year, almost two years ago now, I refinished that floor and I resealed it. I think I sealed it too well because I think what happened is over time, the wood flooring, and this is parquet wood, absorbed water off the slab because I'm sitting on slab. And so the bottom of the wood of the parquet squares expanded but the top is sealed. So there was nowhere for that water that was getting into the wood to go. So what happened is the thing was bubbling up. We were actually getting mounds in the parquet wood flooring. And I'm not talking little mounds. I'm talking mounds that were like three, four inches tall uh, and, and ran for like three or four feet. And it became impossible for my wife to do anything in that room in terms of sewing. So I had to rip all that out, the part that was, that was bubbling up like that and relay it with tile for her. So that took up the entire day. Uh, and then when I was done with that in the afternoon, uh, I just sat down, we ate, and we binged watched the last half of Wednesday. And then worked a little bit on uh, the puzzle before bed. And decided that for a show like Wednesday, probably binge watching was the way to go on it. Because oh, it, okay. it just it just does, each episode flows so seamlessly into the previous one, or into the successive one that uh, it would have been better to have done it like that. Saturday, uh, I started building and installing the Master Bath Vanity. I uh, didn't get too far before I realized I really wasn't into it. <laughs> I didn't want to be doing it. So I spent the rest of the day reading and working on a puzzle, which is, you know, I say it's the prerogative of somebody who's retired. They should be able to do that kind of thing. And then today, it was church in the morning, followed by the annual business meeting and a lunch where I ate way too much barbecue. So I was home at two o'clock and then took a nap before I got ready for the podcast here. So that was basically um, 
my week. It was kind of an up and down week, but I got more words written than I have in quite a while. So, you know, it's definitely a win for me. In terms of my goals, uh, I wrote nothing new, but there is something new. Oh, no. It's, let's see. Post social media. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, no. No, I did X that out. Yeah. The posting is social media every day. Yeah. So that's the thing that's changed in my goals. I'm just getting rid of that. I don't have anything new in my goals to talk about. I also don't have any news. So it's kind yeah. of a light middle of the pod. It's like a soggy middle of our that's podcast right. this week, which is nothing uh, to talk except, about. Except we're not, yeah, except we're not going to spend you know 40,000 words going through it. <laughs> right, right. Um, and you don't have any news either. And you don't have nope. any future thing, list of future. Oh, I, w- I wish I didn't have a list of future things to do. I always feel like that's the stuff that just sits out there and just I never do it, even though I talk about it every week. Um, I have a couple things on my list and they're the things that have been there, but you have a couple new things on here. So, um, newetherpodcast.com as I work on my own website, then I'll uh, figure out what to do with that. And then, then you had sent me an email. Was it Thursday? I think Friday that you had gotten something from Matthew J. Holmes. Right. Right. That he is, he's starting up a new class and right off the top of my head, I can't remember what it's called. Let me check here real, real quick. But it's going, oh, 60, I think it was called 60 Minute Author or something along those lines, where basically he's going to talk about how he manages his wife's publishing and marketing. Because that's basically what his, he's not a writer himself, from what I can tell. Uh, he's just a guy who, who works with his wife, uh, which is great. And I'm scanning through here and I don't really see it. Um, hmm. Uh, I have the, I have your email that you sent me. It's uh, the 60 minute author maximize okay. book sales with a tailored marketing strategy and future proof your author business. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, I th- this is, this is a guy, as we've talked about before that Paul Teague is real big on. I didn't listen to Paul's podcast uh, from yesterday. So I don't know if he mentioned it or not. Oh, he yeah. has a regular Matthew J. Holmes section. He does, segment yeah. of this podcast now. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, so he's actually going to just incorporate that now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, but, but it looks like it, it sounds like it's going to be really good. Uh, it's cheap, seventy-five dollars for the uh, if you pre-order it. Basically, it's going to go live. I guess at the end of February. Um, so yeah, give it, give that a go and see what happens. Yeah, I'll link to it in the in the in the show notes. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and buy this also again. Seventy. It reminds me a lot of what Mark Dawson is doing with the the self-publishing formula, where you know you pay a lot more than 75, but then you have access to everything as they add new stuff. And as they edit it, you always have access. It's a one-time payment that you always have access to the changes, which is really nice. So I'm going to do it mostly for that. The fact that it's only 75 bucks and I have access to it, what seems to be lifetime access, which I really like. So, and then I also have the, um, how murders are really investigated event from the society of authors. Again, another thing that I heard of from Paul Teague's podcast. Um, I do want to register for that. It's free. It, I believe it's February 28th um, and at Eastern time, it's 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. So I'm going to have to request half a day off work, which I will do that at some point this week. And, and uh, I'll link to that one in the show notes also. I'm glad you, re- you mentioned that because I had forgotten about it because I want to register for that as well. Um, in terms of my addicted to, so I found it's not a new channel to me. It's a channel I've been watching kind of on and off over the last few years, but this week I spent a lot of time watching just some of his videos. It's called the world according to Briggs. And it's just a guy who does 
the top 10 places to move if you want to retire and the top 10 worst places to live in Europe and the top 50, you know, I rank the states by, you know, all 50 states in order by whatever. And it's really good. He uses a lot of numbers and stats. He just doesn't say these, these are my favorite. He actually uses like poverty and education and healthcare and all that stuff. And it's just, I just like watching because I like maps and I like when people talk about the states and the countries and the towns and, and things. So I watched a lot of it this weekend, uh, this week, just when I was just doing other stuff in the evening, yesterday a little bit, just just listening to what the guy was saying. So, yeah. Well, obviously my addicted to for this week was the show Wednesday, uh, but now that it's over, I think the future for this coming week, it's still going to be Wednesday because what I've decided to do, got to the end of that show and it's, and you know, we turned it off. The, the 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 final episode was just an adrenaline pumping episode. Uh, both me and my wife were all keyed up afterwards. But as I started to calm down, I started to realize and remember back to the earlier episodes. And I remember, and I thought, oh, that was a Chekhov's gun, a form of a Chekhov's gun. And oh, that was a red herring right out of the bat before we even had a murder. There, they were dropping red herrings on us. So I've decided. My wife is always asking me to explain my writing. And, you know, one of the things I hate, and I think most writers hate is to have to explain their writing. How do you do it? What does this mean? What does that mean? Uh, and I really don't like talking about my writing when I'm writing. So I thought what we, what we do is we're going to go back through and rewatch Wednesday and break it down as we go through it. And I can point out to her the different aspects of story building and especially mystery story building and show her how, they do it in ways that unless you, I guess, are a writer yourself or you've uh, deconstructed stories in college, you just wouldn't necessarily notice that when in the visual form, when the camera focuses on an object for what seems to be an inordinate amount of time, because uh, given what the object is, that's probably means that object's going to come into the story later on. And that you can, uh, you know, look for these little tells and clues along the way. And so basically what I'm going to do over this next week with my wife is ruin her ability to enjoy any story in the future <laughs> with, with, without being able to decide what, what's going on. Although I think for her, she's going to like that because she's the kind of person that, that uh, one of the, or some people like to read mysteries and be surprised at the end. She likes to read mysteries and try to figure out what's happening in them chapter by chapter. So I think it'll probably help her along the way. Okay. That's interesting. I, you're almost, it's almost like you're going to, you know, the story grid guys will always tell you to go back and story grid something and look for the tropes. And, right. and, and I always think, well, I'm going to go back and hero's journey this thing and see if I can you know figure that out. So that's interesting that you're going to rewatch it knowing the end, which will make it a lot easier to understand what you're seeing. Exactly. Um, exactly. All right. In terms of my schedule this week, uh, you know, it's a pretty light schedule. Um, Monday through Friday, I'm going to work from home every day. Again, I'm not going back to the office until at least February 23rd. I'll write each day either at lunch or after work or both. I may even do another 5 a.m. Uh, I didn't. I didn't hate that. I actually got a lot done that on Friday morning. I was beat down, you know, really tired, but it probably was because I was also had a bit of a head cold going. Um, so I may try it again one day this week. We'll see. Um, I've also been going to hothead on Tuesdays every week, so I'll probably continue that. I don't know if this is weird or not, but I've been saving my cups. It was a joke at first where I saved one because I thought, ah, I'll make my back room be like hothead and I'll have my, my hothead cup with my pop in it. And, you know, I'll drink out of that. But like the last three times I've gone there, I've brought my cup home and now I have a little stack of them in my kitchen. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's healthy or not. Um, it seems a little bit odd. 
Uh, and then a couple things that are going on this week. I have my writer's club on Thursday. I'll pick a chapter and read that there on Wednesday night though. And this is not writing related, but on Wednesday night, uh, riff tracks, they have a Twitch TV. They have a Twitch channel. It's Twitch, Twitch TV slash slash riff tracks, which is 24 seven riff tracks. And I've, I have it on. It's almost like my, when I need noise in the background, I'll put that on. I've seen them all a thousand times, but I just love listening to them. They're, they're funny. They make me laugh. Um, and they're doing Birdemic, which is one of the worst movies ever made uh, by uh, James Wen is the writer. And he's written like three or four movies and they've done them all because they're all bad. It's, it's a movie about um, what happens if birds, eagles, specifically eagles go crazy and start attacking people. It's an hour and a half movie. The first eagle attack doesn't happen until 45 minutes in. The first 45 minutes is mostly like business transactions and dating. It's really, really strange. It's a really bad, the dialogue is horrible. The acting is really bad. Well, the, the lead character, the male lead, his name's Alan Baugh. He is going to be in the Twitch uh, chat this week at 8 PM on Wednesday. And so the female lead, she's actually a really good actress. Like that was one of her first movies. She did really well, but he was awful and they skewered him. So I'm really curious to see what he has to say while he's watching. And he's a good sport about it. a lot of people that the Rift Tracks guys kill are good sports about it. I remember one that particularly wasn't was Joe Don Baker, who I think threatened them bodily harm <laughs> a couple of times. Um, but this guy, Alan Baugh, he was always a good sport. So it's fun. I'm very excited to sit and just watch a movie that I've watched a thousand times. Uh, but he's seeing one of the cast members in the chat. Um, is always fun. So that'll did, be did you I, Did you catch that podcast that Johnny, Sean, and Dave did, I don't know, five, six years back now, where they had the lead actress from Birdemic? And I, I did. Oh, wait. Yeah. They, they did? Because so, I've heard yeah. her on podcasts, but I didn't know. I'll have to look for yeah, that. Yeah, they did. And as I recall, uh, they, uh, they, were not, they were not kind to her. And she ended up the on the podcast getting kind of pissed out. Oh, well, oh, I'm not going to listen to it then. That sounds, yeah. Yeah. That it, sounds no, weird. I don't think, I think, I think afterwards they felt kind of bad about the way the whole thing turned out, but uh, yeah, they, she, was at, she was the bright spot of that movie in terms of acting and she's gone on to do more things. Um, he actually was in an episode of the book of Boba Fett as oh, okay. just, he was like a speeder bike driver with, I think he got blown up or something like that, but just, I, he, he tweeted about it one day and I was like, wow, he's actually gone on to do other things. Cause he was awful. Like he doesn't know how to walk like a human in this movie in Birdemic. You can just, I don't know if the director's telling him no, don't walk like that, walk some other way. But if you get a chance, go to YouTube, if you get a chance, maybe I'll link to it in the show notes, just go to YouTube and just watch the first five to 10 minutes of Birdemic and you, I, you won't turn it off. It's so bad and it's so much fun to watch. So uh, not, now that I'm thinking back, I'm not sure they were, they were, so much unkind to her but they were unkind to the movie itself which she didn't appreciate i think and if she actually went on to be you know at least a working act actress she probably didn't want to hear that kind of stuff yeah yeah she makes fun of it though like if you, i think if you go to her, either her wikipedia or birdemic's wikipedia she she makes fun of it she knows that it was ridiculous i mean there's a scene where she, so she early on in the movie her character becomes the lead cover model for victoria's secret and, and the previous scene was her doing a Photoshop in a one hour, a photo shoot in a one hour photo. Like oh. it's, it's just, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So yeah. So that's Wednesday night. I'm looking forward to sitting and watching that. Uh, Saturday, I'll do Chick-fil-A in the morning. Afterward, I'll run some errands, clean up my house like I usually do. Um, I don't know what my else my afternoon will consist of. It really is terrible without college football and, and pro football right now. Uh, and then we'll po podcast in the evening. Uh, my goal for next week is to, Basically finish chapter 28, get all these little sections. I have to write a couple of small scenes in some of the early chapters, finish chapter 28, and then call the second revision finished. 
Um, the third revision will be much shorter. It should only take me a couple weeks. I'm really, really on track to get done March 1st, which is what I've been shooting for the whole time. So, uh, and if that's the case, that means I started November for November 15th and I, it took me, it would have taken me what December, January, February, three and a half months to write the first draft and then revise it, edit it and get it done. That's two weeks to plot. It took me six weeks to plot, but that's because I was working with C. This one I think will actually go quicker. Although without her help, I'm, I'm not, I'm hoping, I'm worried that it won't be, you know, good. So uh, right. I'm not sure, but right. yeah, so, so we're on pace to, I, I may, I may release it a little bit later cause I still want to try, try to gain newsletter people. My edit isn't going to happen until uh, the 20th of March. So I may not release it until April, but four months to write it. I mean, who cares when I release it as long as I just continue the process so that I continue releasing them as they come out. So, right. So, as I recall, you're going for three books this year, right? right. Every four months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I went back to, to the 20 books, YouTube channel to uh, see if they were able to salvage anything from Harlow's presentation. And no, it's still, you drop in right on ah. questions and answers. So, so was, disappointing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, my week coming up, I'm going to be writing in the morning. I got, I have no doctor's appointments this week. It's kind of a dead week while they're doing all the computer modeling and everything. Uh, so I'm going to write in the morning my goal, which I said I wasn't going to set goals, but here I am. I'm, you know, well, I lasted a whole month without actually setting a goal. But here's a goal I'm going to set. I'm going to try to get 2,000 words each day. And I don't know if I'll be able to do it. Um, I think I should be able to. If I mean, if I cranked out 2,000, over 2,000 words on that uh, new story in the first hour, I should be able to keep it going. One of the things I'm, I'm, I do need to do is I need to avoid going back and looking at what I've already written before I continue writing. I mean, maybe if I have to read the last couple paragraphs just to, to reorient myself to where I'm at. But right now I have on paper an outline for the next couple of chapters, a rough outline. So I know where I'm going. And I think when, when I reach the end of that, I'll then sit down and write another, another rough outline and just try to roll myself forward that way instead of what I usually end up doing, which is going back to the beginning of the story, reading and starting to become an editor and editing things as <laughs> I go along. And that just slows it down and you know prevents me from really making any kind of uh, progress at all. I'm also going to try to keep on top of this Vela story during the week. I plan on dropping in two more episodes at least during the week. I think that's probably a good, from what I, I've seen other people doing, that's kind of a good pace to to do it and to tickle the you know whatever amazon likes tickled um yeah we'll see how that goes try to try to push the story a little bit here and there uh jim at lunch as many days as i can given how my body feels i don't want to push it too much um afternoons i'm going to spend working on the vanity and other small details that need to be finished up in the master bath like Small details like putting doors on, you know, there's no doors right <laughs> Those now. Those small details, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then evenings, we're going to spend, uh, you know, dissecting Wednesday and reading and, and doing some puzzling. Uh, if that's what working on a puzzle is called, puzzling. puzzling. I think I made that up. Uh, and Saturday, uh, this next Saturday, if all goes well during the week, I'll probably give myself the day off until we podcast later in the evening. And uh, again, I didn't have anything that I wanted to read. But I do have an important lesson I think I learned about myself, and that is, and I may have known this before and forgotten it, uh, if I allow myself the freedom, I can write pretty fast and with a pretty fluid style. But as soon as I start thinking about it too much, I slow down and that style gets really formal and really, 
it's kind of like the difference between a young kid running down the road and an old man walking with a stick down the road. You know, that's kind of the way it, 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 uh, it strikes me. And, and also the fact that the word two is an adverb and Stephen King now hates me because I used it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know two was an adverb. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it, it sounds like, it sounds like, and I remember we talked about this maybe six months ago, eight months, whenever it was that you were said, I'm going to go ahead and try to plot this story. It sounds like that's not working for you. And you're just going to go back no. to the way you write. Right. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try to plot in the sense that I'm going to try before I sit down for a writing session. I want to know where I'm going in that writing session. So I guess the super creative part or the initial creative part, I guess, would be those little short sessions where I sit down at the coffee shop and I uh, do four or 500 words of what's going to happen in the next chapter or two. So then when I sit down and actually write out dialogue and scene description and all that kind of stuff on a first draft, I know where I'm at in the story. Now, when you keep on rolling it ahead by two chapters like that, you still don't know where the story is going to end up. So it's very much a pantsing idea. But I think the little short-term plotting might keep me moving and motivated to move forward because I've already kind of worked out the hard part, which is, you know, what's going to happen in these next couple of scenes. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing how that goes for you. Yeah. Um, in terms of my best thing I wrote this week, well, as I said earlier, I was too busy cooking and then not eating a pot pie. Uh, and I did not go back and actually, I completely forgot to find something to read. Um, so I don't have anything this week. Uh, by the time we're done next week, I hope to have something from the final chapter to read. Probably not the ending because I don't want to spoil anything, although I've pretty much spoiled so much of this book as I've talked in the podcast. But um, but I'll find something for next week. And uh, yeah, and that's... um. That's the podcast for this week. A nice, a nice solid hour for us this week. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, almost like normal yeah. people. Yeah, right. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to add? No, I think I'm pretty good. All right. Um, I'm I'm also good. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. My website is jerryevanoff.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter, jerryE25. You can follow me there. I'm on Facebook, Jerry Evanoff Author. And very similar to what you were talking about, I don't think I want to post there every day. I don't even want to post there every week. I just want to, when the, when the moment hits me that I want to put something there, I put it there. And uh, there's a, a, the last thing I posted was a couple weeks ago when I learned how to make fajita chicken and was very happy with my Snapchat videos. So um, you can go there and follow me, um, follow my author page if you want. Um, we are on Patreon. We're going to sort that out at some point with what we're going to do. But if you just want to go and sign up and, and support us without paying anything, you can do that. Then eventually, um, hopefully we can do something with Patreon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you'd like to email me, my address is rich at richcasey.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Casey himself. And if I get the bug up my butt, I may actually sign up and get a Tumblr account as well. I've, wow. I've, noticed, I've noticed a lot of the people that I follow and were friends with on Twitter, they're abandoning Twitter and, well, kind of abandoning Twitter and moving over to Tumblr. So... We'll see how that how that goes. Tumblr, I know, has been around forever. I've never really looked at it. Don't really know what it's like. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, me either. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Yeah, take care, everybody.